0: Welcome back to the Come Follow Me read-along. Thanks for joining me. We're reading the scripture passages that go along with the weekly study curriculum of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With generous permission from Thomas Wayman, the BYU Religious Study Center, and Deseret Book, I'll be reading today's chapters from Thomas Wayman's translation, which is titled, The New Testament, A Translation for Latter-day Saints. And this week, the readings are for October 28th through November 3rd, and that's 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. Yes, I'm going to pronounce it Philemon instead of Philemon, which I think Philemon is more common in Latter-day Saint circles, so we'll go with that pronunciation. So let's jump in with 1st Timothy chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, according to the command of God our Savior and Christ Jesus our hope. To Timothy, my genuine child in the faith. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Just as I entreated you to remain in Ephesus while I traveled to Macedonia, I urge you to instruct certain people not to spread false teachings or to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies that raise questions rather than the redemptive plan of God that is in faith. But the purpose of our message is love from a pure heart and a good conscience, and sincere faith. Some have strayed from these things, and have turned toward vain discussion, wanting to be teachers of the law, not understanding what they are saying, or the things they confidently assert. We know that the law is good if someone lives it properly, because we know this, that the law is not set up for a just person, but for the lawless and the disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners for the unholy and profane, for those who kill fathers or mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, sodomites, kidnappers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is opposed to sound teaching, in accordance with the glorious gospel of the blessed God with which I was entrusted. I am thankful to the one who strengthened me in this, our Lord Christ Jesus, because he considered me to be faithful by appointing me to the ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer Persecutor, and a prideful man. But I received mercy, because I acted without faith. And the grace of our Lord was abundant for me, with faith and love that was in Christ Jesus. This saying is trustworthy, and worthy of full acceptance Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of which I am the foremost. Because of this, I received mercy, so that Christ Jesus would show in me the foremost sinner his perfect patience, as an example for those who would believe in him for eternal life. To the eternal King, the immortal, unseen, and only God, honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This charge I give to you, my son Timothy, according to the prophecies given about you, that being encouraged by them, you may fight the good fight, having faith and a good conscience. Some have rejected their conscience and thereby suffered a shipwreck with their faith, some of whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered to Satan, so that they may learn not to blaspheme. Chapter 2. First of all, I urge that entreaties, prayers, petition, and thanks be made on behalf of all people, on behalf of kings, and all those who are in positions of authority, so that we may live a peaceful and quiet life, godly and respectable in every way, This is good and acceptable in the presence of God our Savior, who desires that all people are saved, and that they may come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and one intermediary between God and humanity, the human Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, as a testimony at the proper time. For this purpose I was appointed as a preacher and apostle. I am telling the truth, I am not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Therefore, I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or dispute. Likewise, the women are to dress in appropriate dress with modesty and moderation, not with braided hair, gold, pearls, and expensive clothing. But they should dress with what is proper for women who profess piety, with good works. A woman must learn in quietness and all obedience. I do not allow a woman to teach nor to govern a man. She is to be silent for Adam was created first and then Eve. Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. She will be saved in bearing children if she remains in faith, love, and holiness with self-control. Chapter 3. The saying is true, if someone desires the office of bishop, that person desires a good work. Therefore, a bishop must be above reproach, the husband of one woman, clear thinking, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, a capable teacher, not inclined to being drunk, not violent, but gentle, not argumentative, not a person who loves money. He must establish his own household well, keeping his children submissive while maintaining complete dignity. If a person does not know how to establish his own household, how will that person care for the church of God? He should not be a recent convert so that he does not become arrogant and fall into the condemnation of the devil, Those outside the church must hold him in good standing, so that he may not fall into disgrace and into the trap of the devil. Deacons must also be dignified, not deceitful, not inclined to too much wine, not greedy for profits, holding to the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. And they ought to be tested first, and then let them serve as deacons after they are proven blameless. Their wives must also be dignified, not slanderers, self-controlled, faithful in all things. Deacons must be the husbands of one wife, managing well their children and their own households. For those who have served well as deacons place themselves in good standing and great boldness in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. I write these things to you while hoping to come to you soon. And if I am delayed, you may know how one ought to act in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and foundation of the truth. We agree that the mystery of godliness is great. He was revealed in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. Chapter 4 And the Spirit explicitly says that in the latter days some will depart from the faith and will devote themselves to deceiving spirits and the teachings of demons, following the hypocrisy of liars, whose consciences are seared. They forbid marriage and abstain from some foods that God has created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creation of God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy through God's word and prayer. By presenting these things to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, being nourished by the words of faith and the good teachings that you have followed but reject those myths of the ungodly and gullible. Train yourself for piety. For bodily exercise is of little value, but godliness is valuable in every way because it has the promise of life now and in the future. This saying is trustworthy and worthy of all acceptance. For this is why we toil and struggle, because we have hope in the living God, who is the savior of all humanity, especially for those who believe command and teach these things. Do not permit anyone to look down on you because you are young, but be an example to the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, pay attention to reading Scripture publicly, to exhortation and to teaching. Do not neglect your spiritual gift, which was given to you through prophecy by means of the laying on of hands by the elders. Pay attention to these things, Commit yourself to them, so that your progress may be visible to everyone. Pay attention to yourself, and to the content of what you teach. Continue doing this, and you and those who listen to you will be saved. 1 Timothy chapter 5. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him like a father. Treat young men as brothers, older women as mothers, young women as sisters, and treat everyone with purity. Honor widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, they should first learn to live their religion in their household, and thereby make some repayment to their parents. For this is pleasing before God. And the woman who is truly a widow and completely alone has hoped in God and continues in appeals and prayers night and day. But the widow who lives for pleasure is dead even while alive. Declare these teachings so that they will be blameless. But if someone does not provide for his own, especially those of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. A widow should not be enrolled if she is under 60 years of age. She must have been the wife of one husband and have a reputation of good works. If she raised children, if she showed hospitality, if she washed the feet of the saints, assisted those in distress, and pursued every kind of good work, But do not permit younger widows to enroll, because their sexual desires lead them away from Christ, and they want to marry, and so incur judgment for casting aside their first faith. And at the same time, they wander from house to house, learning to be idle, and not only that, but they learn to be gossipers and busybodies, saying things that are not theirs to discuss. Therefore, I want the younger women to marry, raise children, and manage a household, in order not to give the adversary an opportunity to revile us. For some have wandered away after Satan. If a believing woman has widows in her household, let her assist them, so that the church is not burdened, so that may help those who are really in need. The elders who lead well are worthy of a double honor, especially those who labor in speaking and teaching. For the scripture says, Do not muzzle an ox, while it is treading out the grain, and the laborer is worthy of his pay. Never accept any charge against an elder except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. Those who continue to sin must be rebuked before all, so that the others may stand in fear. In the presence of God and Christ Jesus and the elect angels, I charge you to obey these instructions without partiality or favoritism. Do not ordain anyone hastily, or share in another person's sins. Keep yourself pure. Do not drink water only, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach, and because of your frequent illnesses. The sins of some people are conspicuous, going before them to judgment, but for some their sins follow them to judgment. Likewise, good works are conspicuous, and even when they are not, they cannot be hidden. Chapter 6 All those who are under the yoke as slaves should regard their own masters as worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and our teaching are not slandered. But those who have believing masters should not be disrespectful to them because they are brothers, but rather they should serve them all the more, because those who benefit from their service are believers and beloved. Teach these things and exhort them. If someone teaches otherwise and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and with the teaching that is according to godliness, he is conceited and understands nothing, but has a fascination with controversy and verbal disputes, which come from envy, contention, slander, evil suspicions, and arguments among those who are corrupt in their mind, devoid of the truth, thinking that godliness is a means of turning a prophet. There is great profit in godliness combined with being content. For we brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it. But we have food and shelter, with which we will be satisfied. Those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, and are ensnared by many senseless and damaging desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all evil, and in their yearning to be rich some have wandered from the faith, and they have pierced themselves with many sorrows. But as a person of God, flee from these things and pursue instead righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and kindness. Contend for the good fight of the faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called and about which you made your good confession before many witnesses. I encourage you before God who gives life to all and before Christ Jesus who made his good confession before Pontius Pilate, to obey the commandments without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will show forth at the right time, the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who lives in unapproachable light, whom no human has seen or is able to see. To him be honor and eternal power. Amen. Concerning the rich in this present age, Charge them to not be proud or to set their hopes upon uncertain riches, but on God, who richly provides for us in all things for our enjoyment. Charge them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and sharing with others, thereby setting aside treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so that they will lay hold on what is truly life. Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you. Avoid the useless babbling and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and have deviated from the faith as a result. Grace be with you all. That's the end of 1 Timothy. Now let's jump to 2 Timothy, chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, through the will of God, according to the promise of life in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, Grace, mercy, peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I am thankful to God, whom I serve with a clear conscience, as my ancestors did, when I remember you unceasingly in my prayers night and day. While remembering your tears, I desire to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that first resided in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. I am confident it now resides in you. Therefore, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us the spirit of cowardice, but a spirit of power, love, and self-control. So do not be ashamed of testifying about your Lord, or about me, his prisoner, but participate in the suffering of the gospel in the power of God, who saved us, and called us by a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which Christ Jesus gave to us before the ages began, and now has appeared through the manifestation of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher, apostle, and teacher. Because of this, in fact, I suffer these things, but I am not ashamed, for I know in whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to protect what has been entrusted to me until that day. Hold to the example of sound words that you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Guard the good that you have been entrusted with through the Holy Spirit who resides in us. You know that all who are in Asia have turned away from me, among whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. May the Lord provide mercy to the house of Onesiphorus, because he often lifted me up and was not ashamed of my imprisonment. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out eagerly and found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord in that day. You know well how much service he rendered in Ephesus. 2 Timothy chapter 2 Therefore, my child, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you heard from me, accompanied by many witnesses, Entrust to faithful people, who will be able to teach others as well. Participate in suffering as a good soldier in Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in the mundane concerns of life, but the soldier's concern is to please the one who recruited him. And if someone is an athlete, he will not be crowned a victor if he does not compete by the rules. A farmer who labors should receive the first portion of the crops. Consider what I am saying. For the Lord will give you understanding in all things. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel, for which I suffer, even to the point of imprisonment as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure all things for those who are chosen, so that they may also obtain salvation with eternal glory in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy. For if we died in him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are without faith, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things, and warn them before God not to argue over words, which does no good, but only destroys those who listen to it. Be diligent to present yourself before God as a proven work beyond reproach, correctly explaining the word of truth. Avoid useless babbling, for it will lead people to greater and greater impiety, and their message will spread like gangrene, among whom are Hymenaeus and Philetus. They have deviated from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already occurred, and they are overturning some people's faith. However, God's firm foundation stands, having this seal, The Lord knows who are his. And let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from wickedness. In a large house, there are not only utensils of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, and some are used for distinguished purposes, and some are used for mundane purposes. Therefore, if someone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel for distinguished purposes, dedicated for the use of the master of the house, prepared for every good work, flee from youthful desires, and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with stupid and ignorant controversies, because you know they generate infighting. And the Lord's servant must not be confrontational, but kind to everyone, an able teacher, patient, correcting opponents with gentleness. Perhaps God will grant them the chance to repent and come to know the truth, and that they may escape the snare of the devil, where they have been held captive to do his will. 2 Timothy chapter 3 But know this, that difficult times will come in the last days. For people will be self-centered, lovers of money, boasters, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, unbending, slanderers, without self-control, vicious, opposed to what is good, treacherous reckless, conceited, loving pleasure rather than loving God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people, for among them are those who creep into houses and captivate weak women who are burdened with sins and led around by various passions, who are ever learning but are never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, these men oppose the truth men of corrupt minds and counterfeit faith. But they will not progress further, for their lack of understanding will be obvious to everyone, as it came to be for these two men. You have followed my teachings, my way of life, my conduct, my faith, my patience, my love, my endurance, my persecutions, and my suffering that happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. What persecutions I endured! Yet the Lord delivered me from all of them, and all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But wicked people and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But for you, continue in what you have learned and believed, knowing from whom you learned, and that from infancy you have known the sacred writings, which provide wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Every scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, reproof, correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the person of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy chapter 4. I charge you before God and Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom proclaim the word, be ready in season or out of season, reprove, admonish, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not tolerate sound teaching, but will follow their own desires, accumulating teachers for themselves because they have itching ears, and they turn away from listening to the truth, and turn aside to myths. But as for you, always be circumspect, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your service. For I am already being poured out as an offering, and the time for my departure is at hand. I have competed well. I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Finally, a crown of righteousness is reserved for me, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me in that day, and not only to me, but to all who love his appearing. Make every effort to come to me quickly, for Demas has deserted me because he loves the present age, and he traveled to Thessalonica, Crescens went to Galatia, and Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for the ministry. I have sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring with you the cloak that I left in Troas, with Carpus, and also the scrolls, and above all the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will repay him for his actions. Be on guard regarding him, for he strongly opposed our message. In my first defense, no one was with me, but everyone deserted me. May they not be held accountable. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me the message would be fully proclaimed for all the Gentiles to hear. I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will deliver me from every evil action and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet Prisca and Aquila, and the household of Onicephorus Erastus stayed in Corinth, and I left Trophimus ill in Miletus. Make every effort to come before winter. Eubulus, Prudens, Linus, Claudius, and all the brothers and sisters greet you. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. That ends Second Timothy. Now let's read Titus. Titus chapter 1. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the faith of God's elect, and knowledge of the truth, which is, according to godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before time began. But he has now manifest his word in his own time through the preaching with which I have been entrusted according to the command of God our Savior. To Titus, my genuine child in common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. This is why I left you in Crete, so that you might put the remaining matters in order, and appoint elders in every town as I instructed you to do. An elder must be blameless, the husband of one woman, with faithful children who cannot be charged with unruly living and insubordination. For the bishop should be blameless as a steward of God, not arrogant, not prone to anger, not a drunk, not violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of goodness, wise, righteous, holy, and self-controlled, he must hold firmly to the faithful word of God that he has been taught so that he may be able to exhort with sound teaching and to correct those who contradict it. For there are many disobedient people, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those from the circumcision faction, who must be reduced to silence because they turn entire households upside down, teaching what they should not be teaching for dishonest gain. One from among them, one of their own prophets, said, Cretans always lie, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. For this reason, rebuke them sharply, so that they may be healthy in the faith, and not pay attention to Jewish myths and the commandments of people who turn away from the truth. All things are pure to the pure, but to the corrupt and unfaithful nothing is pure, but their minds and consciences are corrupted. They profess to know God, but they deny him by their works. They are despicable, and disobedient, and unfit for any good work. Titus chapter 2 But, as for you, teach what is consistent with sound teaching. Older men are to be temperate, serious, sensible, sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. Likewise, the older women are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to drink, but teaching what is good so that they train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be sensible, holy, good managers of a household, kind and submissive to their own husbands, so that the message of God may not be slandered. Likewise, encourage the younger men to act sensibly, showing yourself to be an example of good works in every way, and in your teaching show integrity, reverence, and sound speech that cannot be criticized, so that anyone opposed will be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. Servants are to be subject to their own masters in everything, and do what is expected, and not talk back, not stealing, but showing forth complete and perfect fidelity, so that in everything they may be an ornament to the teaching of God our Savior. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all. It teaches us to reject impiety and worldly desires, and to live self-controlled, righteous, and godly lives in the present age, while we wait for the blessed hope and appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. He gave himself for us, so that he might redeem us from all lawlessness, and to purify for himself a people of his own, who seek to do good. Speak these things. Encourage and reprove with all authority. Let no one look down on you. Chapter 3. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient and to be prepared for every good work, to not slander, to avoid fighting, to be gentle and to show kindness to everyone. For we were once foolish also, disobedient, led astray, enslaved to various passions and pleasures, leading our lives in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of our God and Savior appeared, he saved us, not as a result of works we did in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by means of the washing of rebirth and renewal of the Holy Spirit. He poured the Spirit out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that we might be made righteous in his grace and become heirs according to a hope of eternal life. The saying is trustworthy. I want you to insist on these things so that those who have come to believe in God may be thoughtful in engaging in good works. These things are good and helpful for all people. But avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, infightings, and fights about the law because they are useless and empty. Avoid a divisive individual after warning him one or two times, because you know that such a person is twisted and sinful, being self-condemned. When I send Artemis to you, or Tychicus, do your best to come to me in Nicopolis, for I decided to spend the winter there, make every effort to send Zenus the lawyer, and Apollos, and see that they lacked nothing, and let our people learn to dedicate themselves to good works, in order to meet urgent needs, and that they may not be unproductive. All who are with me greet you. Greet those in faith who love us. Grace be with all of you. That ends the book of Titus. And now, finally, we turn to the book of Philemon, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, a brother, to Philemon, a friend and fellow worker, to Appia, our sister, to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church that meets in your house. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God when I remember you in my prayers because I hear of your love and faith that you have for the Lord Jesus and for all the saints. And I pray that the faith you share will be helpful in your knowledge of everything good, and which is in you, in Christ. For I have much joy and comfort because of your love, for the hearts of the saints have been refreshed because of you, brother. Although I have great boldness in Christ to command you to do what is required, I would rather encourage you through love, as I, Paul, an old man, and now a prisoner of Christ Jesus, am encouraging you on account of my child Onesimus, whose father I became well imprisoned. He was previously useless to you, but he is now useful to you and me. I am sending him back to you, and he is my very heart. I wanted to keep him with me, so that he might serve me on your behalf in my imprisonment for the gospel, but I determined to do nothing without your knowledge, so that your good act is not done out of necessity, but instead voluntarily. Perhaps for this reason, he was separated from you for a little while, so that you might have him back forever, not as a slave, but more than a slave, as a beloved brother, especially to me, and even more so to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. Therefore, if you regard him as a companion, receive him as you would receive me, If he has wronged you in anything or owes you, put it on my account. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will repay it. I could also add that you owe me your very self. Yes, brother, I receive a benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Having confidence in your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do more than I have asked. At the same time, prepare a place for me to stay for I hope that through your prayers I will be given back to you. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, greets you. Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my companions, greet you also. The grace of Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And that ends our reading of Philemon, and that ends our reading of these four books of Scripture today and our reading for the week. Thanks for listening, and we'll join you next week.